Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning, good Monday morning, and welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KATX and KWBY. Blakeney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens this morning, and happy to do so. I'm always happy to sit in on this show. Uh, we're joined, of course, Angela's here as usual, Angela Robinson, and she has Aaron in with her today. Yes, and uh, good morning. we have a, a great show planned out today. I'm really excited to have Aaron here. We have a topic we're going to be talking about how tax smart is your portfolio, and, you know, a lot of people are able to say, well, I, I think it's pretty tax smart. And they know the individual investments that they have inside of their portfolio and, and what those uh, what the tax consequences of those individual investments are. But something that people often don't look at is they don't look at everything when it's put together and how it blends together with your overall situation and how imperative that can be. And I always think of it kind of like on uh, Amazon. I love getting on Amazon Prime because I know I'm going to be getting free shipping on everything, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, I love when I see that it's free, but then you have to pay shipping and handling. Yeah. It's aggravating as all get out, right? Well, Unfortunately, that's the way portfolios are. Is you think you may have this outstanding investment, and by all look of it, it may be. I mean, it may be, you know, great returns, and you know, may be able to fit inside your objectives well, and and it works perfectly. But it's the shipping and handling that'll kill you, mm-hmm. in a sense. And so that's really what we're talking about. With is your portfolio tax smart? And as we go through today, I, I encourage you to wait to answer our Twitter. I know we have a lot of Twitter happy people that you know, Twitter real quick. They like to tweet real quick into the show. <laughs> um, but just wait, uh, hang out there and listen to the show today because it may not be what you think it means in the sense of tax smart. So um, yes, we have our very own CFA in-house with us, Aaron Kennedy. Happy to have him on the show as always. And obviously this is something that he looks at when he is um, analyzing second opinions on portfolios, when he's putting portfolios together. Uh, when we have a particular client and figuring out where to put what. And so I'm going to let him take over and just tell us what exactly do we mean by is your portfolio tax smart? <laughs> I thought that was a great analogy this morning talking about shipping because I was trying to buy some little pieces for woodworking and it was going to cost me 20 bucks and <laughs> $8 in shipping. So I was like, up oh, next site. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aut- automatic decision. But taxes... Getting back to taxes, that is really a super important thing about investing. If you think about it, the tax drag is the absolute largest detriment to your portfolio. It's greater than inflation. It's greater than your investment management fees. I mean, over a long term, that can change the growth of your portfolio or ending value by by greater than 25 to 30%. Wow. So it, it, oh. can, it is absolutely huge. So 
You put that in perspective, I mean, 25 to 30% on a million bucks, that's a quarter of a million dollars plus. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. a hit. That's and, a big hit. Uh, that's all, all something that you willfully handed to the government. <laughs> you signed up for it. <laughs> yeah. You picked it out. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, for the most part, uh, you don't have to do that. You know, some things you do have a government contract that you have to pay take your 401k or your ira something like that you are in a contract with the government you own 70 percent of it government owns 30 percent of it so if you wanted to buy out your ira you pretty much you know you got to hand over 30 percent to the government IRA. Mm. but other than that the choice is yours you make the decision whether you want to pay taxes or not and you know, the easiest way to get around that and make the decision not to pay taxes is, number one, where are you going to put your investments? You know, just something simple. If, let's say you're a moderate investor and you have, let's go with a million dollars. You have 500000 in your 401k, 500000 in uh, your individual or joint account. Now, if you're a typical investor, you want to have let's say 600000 in stocks, 400000 in bonds. Well, normal bonds, you pay taxable income, 100% tax on that. So why not put those bonds in the IRA account? Because you're already, you already have to pay taxes on anything that comes out. Everything that stays in, you pay nothing. So why not take that income from those bonds and let it pay into the, the tax-deferred account? That's going to save you a tremendous amount of money every year instead of just splitting it evenly between the two. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of people, and we, we saw this recently, people mental account. They say this bucket of money is for this mm-hmm. and this bucket of money is for this. And then you think about to what you're saying, how devastating that can actually be. Because if you tag the wrong money for the wrong thing and put the wrong investments in there, it could cost you, in our example earlier, a quarter of a million, $300,000. Yeah. That mental accounting is nasty. And so, you know, how do you, how, just questioning that, because I know I'm getting you off your topic here, but how do you get around that? I mean, when, you know, you talk about saying, hey, I'm going to retire on this money and I want to use up this money first or this money second, is it you have to retrain your brain or is it retraining your investments? Yes. Uh, great question. You know, mental accounting it can either work for you or against you. The, the biggest, biggest detriment is what you're talking about when, it, when you're actually being harmed by it. And, you know, anybody that you look at your reporting, everything is listed out by your account, account number. So you're looking at your mental accounting or your accounting buckets. And if you're having a problem with it, do away with it. Pull out your pie chart. See how much is in stocks. See how much is in bonds. And then you can actually see the big picture. Because if, if you put it all into one bucket, you actually see what you own. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not breaking it down by, by account number, which is silly. So see what your actual pie chart looks like and say, oh, well, this piece of the pie, that's harming me tax-wise. Where can I put that where it won't harm me any longer? Or, hey, this investment, that's a very tax-friendly. Where can I put that where I could take the most advantage of it? 
And then if you can look at it from a holistic or a, a big picture view, you can really drill down and get that tax alpha or the uh, you can pay the least amount of taxes that you have to pay. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about, he said number one, so I assume there's more uh, <laughs> ways to make sure Leave that me your, <laughs> your portfolio is tax smart right here on Life Planning 101. I tell you what, taxes. Taxes. We're talking about you. Is your portfolio tax smart? And not in the way that you think. You know, a lot of people say, well, I've got tax efficient investments, individual investments. Well, there's a yes, that that matters. Okay. <laughs> in certain circumstances. But what really matters is when you put it all together, you know, what does it look like? Because at the end of the day, if you've got a certain amount of money, in your life, you got a certain amount of money. It doesn't matter where it's at or what it's doing. You have a certain amount of money. And there's three ways that you can make money. You can increase your investment return. You can decrease your fees. And you can decrease your taxes. That's it. That's all there is. So we have Aaron Kennedy on the show with us this morning, um, CFA at Kennedy Financial Services, explaining how to get your portfolio tax smart. And um, we were talking about it's all about the small things and paying attention to the details. That's right. There's so many details. One other thing I wanted to talk about was the use of mutual funds. Uh, this isn't an actual strategy, but I, I kind of wanted to go over the inherent problems with mutual funds. Number one is those, or the main problem with mutual funds is the, the capital gains distributions. Not your choice of when to buy or when to sell. It's the actual fund's choice of when to sell the stocks inside of that. So if you think about a mutual fund, they might have bought Apple or Walmart or, you know, Microsoft 30 years ago. You know, so if you think back, those things have grown like crazy. You know, it would have been a huge gain inside of that mutual fund. Well, what happens is... If the market starts to go down, you know, people get scared and start selling their mutual fund. And the mutual fund itself has to start selling things to provide cash, to give your cash back. Well, what happens if they end up having to sell Walmart or Apple or Microsoft with these huge gains? You know, you as an investor have to pay taxes on that. That's like a double whammy if you have a bear market. Yes. The, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, we see it time and time again, and it's always in forced selling. So the market is going down. So a lot of the times you can lose money on your mutual fund in a given year and still have huge taxes. Wow. The bigger the drop in the market, the more taxes you're going to have to pay. So... If you are using mutual fund, and there's, there's tons of mutual fund investors out there, you want to be placing those in your 401 or some kind of tax-deferred account. You don't, you don't really want those in your joint or individual account because you'll be forced to pay and you won't you don't, have And you don't have any choice. That's right. You know, so you can't really manage around you that tax circumstance. 
Oh, well. And it's aggravating. It's <laughs> aggravating to lose money. Extremely <laughs> aggravating. You have to pay taxes. Yeah. I can't, can't tell you like this at all. So That's what yeah. I wish we had. The, we had like a FaceTime lot. Or, you know, a visual. It's like exactly. face. It is like just aggravating. It is so aggravating. Yeah. Well, yes. so what about ETFs? What about exchange traded funds? Because these, these came in the picture, you know, I don't know. It's almost been 10 years, I guess, since ETFs have came in the yeah. picture. So where, where are we at with that from a tax perspective? E- ETFs are great because you don't normally, I say normally, get capital gains distributions. You will pay the, the tax on the dividends, but ETFs are special vehicles where the, the ETF wrapper doesn't actually buy or sell anything inside of it. It trades inside of it. Like it might switch an Exxon for a Chevron just a switch there's no buy or sell so there's no taxes involved in that at all so if you own an etf they are more for the most part very tax efficient because they can rebalance inside of there and it it doesn't affect you at all now the pitfall to that is if something that's kind of popular right now is etfs that are currency hedged or Uh, something like that when they're using derivatives and if that's the case you will pay capital gains distribution i know a lot of the currency hedge funds they were putting out 30 percent capital gains and just keep that in mind so if you're hedging the currency if you're hedging the the japanese yen or the european euro make sure that that's in a tax deferred account because that that can bite you and you if you're not looking for it. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I know one big thing that people think about is like, well, I'm not 59 and a half or I'm not 65 and I am not able to, I'm not taking my money from my IRA at this point and I need to take it from my joint account. But at the same time, that's not easily to be, or not easy place to get tax friendly investments. If I'm looking for, you know, setting up that income today and I know that's something that's on everybody's mind is, is how do I position each bucket where I need to have it? And I know this is something that we work with constantly and a reason we're proactive. Yes. So when we come back on the break, want to make sure that we go over and talk about, you know, position your overall portfolio so you don't have that ticking tax bomb at the end of the day. Stay tuned. Life Planning 101 KATX and KWBY. Good morning. Oh, it's all right. Hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Sometimes we can hardly get him to talk, and today we can't get him to just even be quiet. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're back here for our final segment on Life Planning 101, KETX, KWBY, Angela Robinson, of course, and then uh, the, the Kennedy Financial CFA. Yes. Did I get that right, CFA? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then we're talking about, is your portfolio tax smart? And I found this really good quote. You have to bear with me because I think it's English, British. Um, it is small things in life which count. It is the inconsequential leak which empties the biggest reservoir. Oh. And your taxes, are they the leak in your portfolio? Are they going to empty the reservoir in a way that you don't want them to? Yeah. You know, and we talked about how impactful just the smallest tax mistake can make inside of your portfolio. And it's, it's extremely important as you position yourself for retirement that you've got the right investments in the right places, not just tax efficient investments overall. 
That's the key. So Aaron, you were talking before the break about, you know, just that about, you know, having a joint account and having the right things positioned there and having an IRA account and having the right things positioned there. And how do you do it if you're taking income from one portfolio and then, you know, you need to take income from another portfolio later on and, you know, is it just managing emotions or is it how, how do you position it? Because you said obviously looking at it overall, but that's hard for people to do sometimes. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> it is a very emotional thing because you know, your individual account, that's the easiest thing to get to, you know, your Roth account. That is the, the most friendly thing to get to. And I mean, just to put it point blank, most people don't eat when they're looking at their taxes. They, they don't imagine that they're going to be alive the next year or 10 <laughs> years from now. And they you just know? don't think about being yeah, alive. They probably imagine being alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> let, let, let's take a, a little bit longer time frame. If I can save you money over the next 12 years. Wouldn't that be a lot better than me just saving you money today? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If we look at your lifetime, and that's what you really have to do, is when are you going to take Social Security? You know, are you going to stretch it out to your your maximum age? Because then you're going to have a whole lot of income. And do you want to take that income the same time about that your RMD is going to start? Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because there, there is a time frame, and that's... Uh, 70 and a half that you have to start pulling money out of your IRA. So why don't we look at your entire income plan over if you retire at 60. We at least need to look over the next 12 years, Mm -hmm. 10 years to see how this is really going to look. And I think, I mean, in my opinion, when we put together plans, people that retire at 59 and 60 have the best opportunity of anybody to be tax smart with their portfolios. Would you agree with that? I totally agree with that. They can get an extra three, four, five, ten years out of their portfolios just by doing the right things. Yes, that's right. And, and it's all of being able to put together the entire picture and stretching out this income to make it last as long as you, you possibly live. Mm-hmm. You know, and giving as much as you possibly can to the government, that's not the way to do it. No. No. That is not what You have I'm... the choice. Yeah. You do have the choice. And with adequate planning... You know, you, you can make the correct choice on what to do. Right. You know, and I, I just look back. Um, so we wrote an article on this this week. So make sure you go online, get get access to it. It's kennedy-financial.com and kind of depicts everything we're talking about. It's called, Is Your Investment Portfolio Tax Smart? And in this, we gave an example about a, a, a gentleman that was a retiree. 65, totally dependent on his investments in Social Security. So no pension, no anything else. And he takes all of his income from his non-retirement account now. And he isn't paying a dime of taxes. But at age 70 and a half, he's going to have to start pulling out $60,000 a year from his IRA. All taxable. But what he doesn't think about is what that does to his Social Security as well. Makes it taxable. 80% of it. And then he's got capital gains that are now taxable on top of that. So could he strategize around that to make a, a, a better tax plan? 
Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, that's what we're talking about is that, you know, people just start segmenting, mental accounting. I'm retiring today. I'll use this up till I turn this age and then I'll have to turn that on. And this is the way we think because this is the way the government's trained us to think. They want us to think this way. Conspiracy theory. (laughs) Give me all your tax dollars. That's exactly right. But a little bit of planning goes a long way. In fact, I get to do one of these this week. I'm so ecstatic. One of my favorite couples to work with um they he retired early and we've got this window of time he's got this massive virey and we're just doing as much as we can to be able to save him money down the road and, and not pay taxes and they're ecstatic about it because they're gonna they could see the years that their portfolio is extending because of this that's right and then that's what it is it's years you, you got to remember the government is our partner in, in our retirement accounts, they, if we're in the top tax bracket, they're thirty. They own you know thirty to thirty five percent of our account. So what do you think? They they want you to hold on to that and grow it as large as you can. Cause yeah, because they're making money. This is money. a conspiracy <laughs> because their part grows. Yeah. As much as it can, so you know it's very important to look at the large picture and say, hey. You know, I may pay a little bit more now, but what is, I mean, if we look at right now, we're, we're in super low tax brackets. Right. So wouldn't it be better to pull a little bit more income now while we can take an advantage of this? Because who knows what's going to happen Two years from now? Yeah, and on yeah. top of Six that, years from now? we have tax reform, right? Yes. Rates are lower than they've been since, my goodness, um, That's exactly you right. know, 90s. So, you know, here we are. We've got this incredible opportunity to take advantage of. That's huge. And, you know, I remember something always stuck in my head. Uh, one of the biggest lessons you learned, and I'm so grateful to come in the business with my dad and with my brother um, because I learned so much. And I'll never forget when Aaron told me one time, we were looking at a portfolio, and I said, well, all the long-term stuff's there in their individual account. That's where they need to take money from. How does that work? Because if they need to take money and the market goes down, you know, how does that work? He said, great. I said, what do you mean great? And he said, well, if it goes down, that means that we get to capture losses and we've got the short-term money set aside in the retirement portfolio. All we do is turn that back on and reinvest it. We didn't lose anything. We didn't lose any ground. It's just a flip-flop. But you don't think about that mentally because you think about that's where I am pulling money from. So that's the only option mm-hmm. that I have. You know, so I, <laughs> if I take that money out and the market's down, I lose that money. No, not necessarily. Not if you have other money that's set aside to turn back around and put right back in. And we don't think that way as human beings. But by thinking that way, that's what gains you those extra years. Mm-hmm. That's what that's, gains you those ex- that extra time. That, that's the problem with mental accounting right there. It, it can get you in trouble at the worst time. You know, you, you need to be able to step back and see your entire picture so you, you don't make these little mistakes. You know, little mistakes that from an evolutionary standpoint, we've been programmed and we're supposed to make right don't have a leak right don't have, uh, don't a, have a tax no, leak right. <laughs> don't have a tax that's leak right. in your reservoir it'll empty it out yeah. so yeah well aaron thank you so much for coming on the show today um great topic is oh you can tweet now um <laughs> you know is Go. your yeah is your portfolio tax efficient we want to know um have you had it looked at from a tax efficient perspective if you haven't 
don't wait. It's, I mean, it's critical. It could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, depending on the size of your portfolio. So uh, get after it um, and make sure that your portfolio is tax efficient. And we're here to help right at Kennedy Financial Services. And you can reach us on our website at kennedy-financial.com. Hope everyone has a great week. God bless you. My name is Angela Robinson here with Aaron Kennedy at Kennedy Financial Services. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.